Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Wine School Dropout, and today is the last episode of the season. Oh, we had a lot of questions coming in from Wine School Dropouts listening around the world, so we decided to do a Q&A episode to answer them. Let's get started. Hi, Tanisha. Okay, so I find myself going to a lot of parties here in France, and I'd like to bring a nice bottle of wine, but something... Not too expensive, obviously. I want to know, in your humble opinion, what is the best French wine on a budget? I'm talking red and white, okay? Something that will never disappoint for any kind of fiesta gathering situation. The best wine to take to a party that will never disappoint that you can go at time and time again. Hmm, that's a tough one. Only because depending on where you shop and where you are and where you go, the wine selections will be different. So what I will do in this situation is give you a region and that region typically won't disappoint if people are into wine and want to enjoy a nice glass. For white, Sancerre is a go-to. Uh, it's Sauvignon Blanc, and uh, it rarely disappoints. As for reds, I am a huge fan of reds from the Languedoc region. So um, if you have a Corbière or a Minervois or a Saint-Chenian, if you get a red from there, you're not breaking the budget and people love it. Why does it seem like there's an elitist or snobby attitude that comes from people who work in the wine industry, especially when you're looking at film and television, it seems like there's a real attitude that goes with the industry. Why do you think that is? And if I go into a wine store and I encounter that attitude, how do I respond? Sometimes it can be intimidating when you are talking to someone and they're using all these big fancy words and talking all these things that you don't quite understand. Think about it in terms of you won't understand everything everyone says. If you're talking to an astrophysicist, maybe you won't necessarily understand that. But use the words that you do know, the language that you do know, and push through. I think it's okay to not necessarily connect with the wine person you're in front of, whether it's in a shop or a restaurant. Everyone isn't going to be your wine person. And if you find yourself not connecting with someone or feeling like it comes across kind of elitist, Look somewhere else for your wine Yoda. What's your advice for storing wine at home if you don't have a wine cellar? I've had a few bottles of red gone sour. Thanks. 
Storing wine, especially in a tiny Parisian apartment, is tricky. But definitely keep it out of direct sunlight, out of direct heat. So don't store it by your heater. Don't put it near a window. If you have space under your bed or in a closet, you want it cool, you want it dark, and you want it somewhere where the temperature is constant. Storing it on top of your refrigerator, also not a good idea because your refrigerator just vibrates naturally because it's plugged in. And the constant moving, that also poses a problem for wine. So I suggest a cool, dark place under the bed or in a closet. Hello, Tanisha. I have a question. Sometimes when I go to the wine store, I'm a bit confused by the way the wines are organized or just not knowledgeable enough because the wines are organized by region. I know one of the times that I had wine previously, one of the recent times I had a wine that I enjoyed, it was a Stella Rose like a peach. So I would like to try and get something similar to that, but don't know where to start with the regions when I go into the store. Can you help with that, please? The way wines are organized and set up in stores depends from store to store or varies from store to store. Some stores, it is by the region, whether it's France, Italy, Spain, Portugal. Some have them separated white and red. For what you are looking for, since you mentioned Stella Rosa, you might want to look in the dessert section. And they will often put all of the dessert wines together. So you would find maybe Rosa Regale over there. You would find different Muscats there, Stella Rosa and things like that. Or if you really want to find it, you can ask a wine person. Loved episode six. Play that back one more wine with Lil John. What's your pop culture wine reference? I do love the movie Princess Bride. And so the wine reference in Princess Bride, I think it's when they are about to have a battle. They're having a discussion, the battle of the wits. Yeah. I still to this day love that movie and read the book. Hey, Tanisha. I love the episode on the wine language. What's your favorite wine word? (laughs) My favorite wine word was unctuous. And I don't know why that word stuck out to me, but unctuous was the word. And unctuous is like oily, uh, greasy is what it means. So when you have a wine that's unctuous, think of it as more full-bodied, kind of a rich mouthfeel. I rarely use it because I always have to explain what it means. But that is a word that just always stuck out to me. And now when people say it, it makes me chuckle inside a little bit. Hey, Tanisha. Um, I've been hearing a lot about natural wine, and I wanted to know if you could tell me what is it? Um, Should I be trying it? How much should I be paying for it? Um, Thank you so much for your help. Of course, it's worth trying. Try everything if you have the opportunity. As far as what natural wine is, this definition varies depending on who you talk to. And it is something that is not like certified or has a certifiable definition across the board. But in general, natural wine is wine that is natural. No additives, no preservatives, nothing added, nothing taken away. You'd think it's a grape. It grows from the ground. It's natural, right? 
yes, that part of it is natural. But when it comes to making wine, there can be uh, different yeasts added to control the fermentation process. There can be certain additives and things added at the end to make the wine clearer or to speed up the fermentation process, to stop the fermentation process, to have the wine keep and age longer. Things can be added to it. But when it comes to natural wine, none of those um, occur. That's why a lot of natural wine is cloudy. And sometimes it has a bit of an effervescence to it because the fermentation process hasn't necessarily stopped. And even if you find one and you're like, oh, I don't like it. So I don't like natural wine. Don't discount all of them based on the one. Natural wine is something that really, really varies from region to region, from winemaker to winemaker. Also note, natural wine is different than organic or biodynamic. You want to know more about that? Stay tuned for next season. Hi, Tanisha. I love the podcast. Thanks so much. Now that the season's over, what books or content would you recommend for someone to continue their wine learning? The Wine Bible is the first one. Uh, Oxford Companion to Wine. The complete, uh, I think it's Windows of the World wine course. It's Kevin Zraeli's book. That book is fantastic. Uh, if you go through those books, start to finish, well, that part's kind of hard, but if you have some specific questions or regions that you want to discover and you kind of focus on a region and go through the books region by region, you would definitely have a very good handle on wine. After you read those books, you have that handle. Maybe you want to go live and be actually in a vineyard. Come talk to Girl Meets Glass and do a champagne tour or maybe a wine bar tour around Paris. Wine School Dropout. I heard it's a podcast and really, really good at educating people about wine. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this season of Wine School Dropout. If you have any more wine questions, feel free to reach out via Twitter or Instagram at WSDropoutPod or via email, WineSchoolDropout at gmail.com. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Music by Gabrielle DeMasso and Makai Beats. Art by Tiffany DeLune. Until next time, sit back, relax, and have a glass. Please drink responsibly. A pop of the bottle, the bubbles in the glass. These are just a few things we love about champagne. Did you know it's only an hour and a half drive from Paris? Why not take a guided tour around the region with your fave wine expert, Girl Meets Glass? We'll travel along the wine route to Champagne for the day and visit houses to taste and learn all about how Champagne is made. For more details or to book your tour, visit girlmeetsglass.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 